And welcome to the Madison Assembly Podcast. I'm David. I don't, I don't know where I'm at. I'm Cody. <laughs> and I'm Jason. <laughs> What was that? <laughs> I think it was supposed to be a spooky voice. It Ooh. is, because in case you hadn't noticed, today we're talking about Halloween. Halloween. I mean, that was scary, but for all the <laughs> reasons you probably weren't intending. Was that like Sammy Terry? Do you know who that is, Sammy Terry? What is Sammy Terry? Sammy Terry is like a... He's like a guy that introduced scary movies on TV. He's from Indiana. I was going for like the Vincent Price effect, you know, oh. like from Thriller. I thought you were going for the, <laughs> how you do. <laughs> do I look like Joey to you? <laughs> okay. <I'm> not... <laughs> I was just so baffled for a second. I'm like, right. what? We... I sure wish I had the uh, sound effect of a cricket. Because <laughs> when he says, I'm David, um Cricket, cricket. You're like, what? I'm not sure who I am. We should have played it for sure. 100%. Uh, All right. Check in real quick before we get moving. How we doing? Doing good. Yeah, doing well. Well rested. and uh, You're well rested. I'm just wore out because we uh, were in Lafayette for two days this week and setting in a conference, which was really good. But when you set and listen for hours, then you have to drive three hours home. It's like... Man, it all catches up with you. I don't know. Not to mention while you're sitting there, you're drinking out of a fire hose. Because my yeah. goodness, Scott Hagen, we love you, and I really want to get you on this podcast. But <laughs> it was awesome. You had some. You had a lot of good content. My brain was like, try to keep up, try to keep up, try to keep yeah. up. It was, it was, it was so, so funny good. last night in class. It's like talking to the people. Man, there was so much good stuff. I want to share it with you, but it's like, oh, slow down. You yeah. know, where yeah. we had a, a day, pretty much a full day of content to listen to, and at they least yeah. an hour. Yeah, but it was nice just to get away and have a different pace of the week. But you guys know when you come back, it's all catch-up mode. Yep. So, and we ain't talking about chicken nugget catch-up no, either. We're no, ta- we're not. <laughs> we're talking about we've got a ton of stuff on the horizon we got to get ready for. we got Sunday coming up. Yep. And then Monday, this coming Monday, at the time of this recording, we're, we've got our trunk or treat on Halloween. Yep. And so here, we got a lot. I know. We are here. We are ready to hit impact the community and see hundreds of kids come onto our property and their families. And Well, then you guys yeah. know what, when, when that is over, it's the countdown to the holiday, Christmas. Yep. My so, favorite time of the year. Hard to believe. My goodness, this year has gone fast. It really has. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, guys. We're going to hop right into it because we got a lot of stuff we got to cover. But as I said right up front, today we're talking about Halloween obstacle or opportunity. <laughs> See, I'm creepy. You're cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to be silent. <laughs> oh, so you're the ghost. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm no, just this kidding. is a big, big conversation. I've been thinking about it a lot the last few days because, you know, it's, you know, just on my Facebook page, I'm on an Assembly of God lead pastors page, and it's a big topic of conversation. So you have difference of opinion both ways. And so I'm glad we're talking about it. I think it's going to be good just to get some history and see where we're at. Well, before we get into the fun topic, uh, Cody, when you hear the word Halloween, knee-jerk reaction, what do you feel and what do you think? Uh, Disney Channel movies. Really? <laughs> yeah, from the 90s. Like Hocus Pocus? and Hocus Pocus, Under Wraps, Halloween Town. Uh, they really, I mean, they really pushed their movies back in the 90s. And, um, of course, I was just a little kid. I, I didn't really think anything of it. I thought, oh, it's, you know, that time of the year. and uh, But that that's my gut reaction. My, uh, you know, initial picture that comes to my mind are those Halloween movies from Pastor. What about you? Well, that's a good one. I'm a little bit older, so I think stores. When you walk in the stores and all the costumes and everything's in the front, you know, uh oh, here we go. Oh yeah, the the holidays are here. <laughs> so you know, candy, all that. Yeah, I I tend to have unfortunately a negative reaction to it. And that, that's just from the way I was raised. My parents didn't like it. Yeah. We always had alternatives, and we're going to get into that here in just a minute. But, yeah, for me, I, I'm just not a fan of horror at all, yeah. and I'm not a fan of scary stuff. I don't like scary stuff. <laughs> and, I, and I'm just not a fan of um, – I'm not a fan of – a fear, you know. Yeah. I'm not a fan of, of scare tactics. I don't. I don't like scaring people. I know you've gone on record, Pastor. You love scaring people, but no, I, I like to scare people. I don't like watching scary no, movies, I, or I don't like to be scared. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't like to be scared or to scare people. I, I, I like <clears throat> surprise is different than scare. I, I like if if they know they're not in danger, but I don't like to like lure someone into a dark room and make them afraid they're in the room. I so, do. No. Yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, we know. We but know. I don't like it happening to me. I don't like to be scared. 
<laughs> no. Yeah. So I, I tend to it's have, funny. I tend to, so I tend to have a more, you know, negative reaction, but, sure. but I want to start out with something fun here. I want you guys to rattle off what you think are the top, as of right now, this year, 2022, the top 10 worst Halloween candies. Worst? Um, worst. Mm. I want you to rattle off like two or three each and let's see if you make oh, a list. Oh man, that's a hard one. Licorice. Like black licorice? Black, black licorice, licorice. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know a lot of people like candy corn. Some people don't. Could candy corn be one of those? Then candy corn's on the list? I don't know. That's a tough one. I know what maybe what people like, but <laughs> I've got it in front of me, so I can't guess. So you you guys have to guess. Butterscotch candies. Y'all remember that? Oh, hey, up. watch it now. Hey, <laughs> but now it's Werther's, right? Werther's Originals. I love those things. I do too. But <laughs> but for a Halloween candy, I could see that yeah, being. Yeah, I, I could see that. That's that's what the old man with no dentures puts in your. <laughs> that's puts that's in what your I go to grandma's for. You know? Exactly. I yeah. mean, you go up to the house. Here's peppermints or what? It, nah, I don't know. Let's move on. There was a guy in my neighborhood that handed out bananas one year. Bananas. <laughs> bananas. <laughs> I know it's not a candy, but that that's probably worse. I'd rather have black licorice. I like what your wife put out, what we can do with all of our old communion cups. You know, that's the ones that we funny. use over COVID. That <laughs> we was can so give them funny. away. Man. That's so funny. I'm trying all to right. think. I don't know. Oh, uh, Almond Joys. Really? Yeah, almond anything coconut. Coconut. See, Jessica loves Almond Joys. <sighs> yeah, I'm not a fan either. That's a tough one. I don't know. Number 10 on the list, Good and Plenty. I don't even know what those that little is. those little candy coated licorice bites. They're like uh, they're purple and white. Okay, I've never I've never had that. Uh, I'll show you what they look like in a second. Number nine, black licorice. Black licorice. Ugh. Licorice in general. I hate black licorice. Yuck. Yeah. Uh, number eight, Tootsie Rolls. Really? Worst. I could see that. It's kind of a boring candy. I guess if you have, uh, I love them though. I, I can eat if them. If you have braces, that would be hard to clean. Yeah, maybe. Number seven, Mary Jane's. Mary Jane. I've never had that. That must, must be candy from Alabama. I don't know. Mary Jane. Shut up. <laughs> or out west. <laughs> oh, that. Or at Snoop's house. Oh. Um, uh, number six, and I just had a bunch of these yesterday, Smarties. Smarties. Uh, yeah. They're kind of chalky. Okay, that's the, the little candy candies. Rolls, the, the, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah they, like, they taste a little bit like chalk. Number five, and I do hate these, wax cola bottles. The little, oh, the little yeah. wax oh, things yeah. with the juice oh. in them. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Are you of supposed those. to eat the wax? <laughs> no, you're not supposed to eat the wax. You're supposed to just chew it off you just and, shoot off drink and it? You just chew it off and suck the juice out of it. It's yeah. very confusing for yeah. a three-year-old. Exactly. <laughs> Number four, and these are the absolute worst candy I've ever had, Necco wafers. Necco wafers. Go to Dollar Tree. They're like the oldest candy in American history. They were made in like the 1860s. That like uh, I forgot it was like an exhibition that went to Antarctica. They packed like a pallet of these things because huh. they because they would survive an Arctic cold. They're like ch- <laughs> they're like pure chalk and they're hard as a rock and they're basically like Smarties that have been left out for a year. Oh man, they're terrible. Mm. You could literally draw on a sidewalk with them. I've never I've never had one of those. <laughs> Number three, peanut butter kisses. Those black and orange wrapped peanut butter. Okay, things. I can go with that one. Yeah. They're okay. Yeah, I'm not a bit huge fan. Number two. Candy corn. Candy corn. In terms of worst, number two. Interesting. I know that's one of the most like disliked candies, but I I've, I don't know if I've ever gotten candy corn when trick-or-treating because right. it's not like it's packed packaged. No, it's just always around. Yeah, it's pe- like in a bowl. Yeah, people have it on their desks or... Well, my grandma always would mix it with nuts, like peanuts. Oh, yeah. Mm. Jessica yeah. makes a really good fall trail mix and she'll throw it in there. Funny enough, if you take a handful of candy corn... And a handful of uh, salted peanuts, mm-hmm. putting your mouth together, you're eating a payday. A payday, yep, you're right. It tastes just like that. Yep, yeah, I agree with that. And then number one, and I do agree with this, although I don't hate them, but I don't prefer them. Number one, the worst candy on Halloween, circus peanuts. Circus peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> like the peanuts when you go to a baseball game? Like no, like, no, the like the marshmallow banana flavored oh, peanuts. Oh, Is that so what they're the orange, banana right? flavored? They're banana flavored. Yeah, it's yeah. like an orangish pink. They're, yeah, the orangish pink color and they're banana flavored. Not flavor. for me. All right. Now, but this one I found was funny. The <laughs> According to retail, retailmenot.com, which is hilarious, it was determined by a survey they gave out to all their listeners the number, the top candies they're going to buy for Halloween this year. I just want you guys to tell me if you think you can name the top three. Reese's. Number one. 22% of people said Reese's is their favorite. Kit little, Kat. Oh, I'm sorry. Nope. Go ahead. Oh, you're no, Kit Kat? Is that on there? Kit Kat's number two. 15%. Per- 15%. All right, you got to go. All right, one more. Snickers. Number three, 14%. <laughs> I love my candy. Well I love done. my candy. Wow. Number four was Hershey's with 12%. M&M's with 10%. M&Ms. But here's what's funny. Candy corn's number six with 8%. Mm. Interesting. So some people do love it. Yep. 
which hmm. is funny to me. Or maybe they're just going to buy it because they well, want to buy it. For me, yeah. though, candy corn just seems to be everywhere during this time of mm-hmm. year. Right. So fascinating. Wow, well done. Didn't mean to steal your thunder, no, but I felt man. something going on there. And I'm especially sorry to all users are watching. The camera was on me the whole time because I forgot to hit the switch. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you heard Cody's reaction and Patrick's reaction. It's so awesome. Yeah, awesome job. Yeah. Awesome job. Well, guys, like I said, Halloween, obstacle or opportunity? So, like we talked about, we had our knee-jerk reaction. So, let's go back in terms of our personal history before we deep dive. Pastor, growing up, how was Halloween looked at in your house? How did you personally view it until you... Well, it's kind of funny talking about this because I was raised in a pretty strict home. I mean, we were, you know, there was a lot of things we could not do, like go to movie theaters, go to restaurants that served alcohol, all those kind of things. But when it came to Halloween, I remember going trick-or-treating when I was a kid. I remember when I turned around 12 years old, 13 years old, that all began to change. And my mom and dad would not allow us to do that anymore. So I'm not, I'm trying to go back to think what was going on in those moments. But I remember I was loud. I mean, I remember going to youth group parties. We were dressed up, you know, going to church outings and stuff like that. I know as I got older too, they changed them to hallelujah parties. (laughs) But I was allowed to enjoy the season. I mean, we didn't go to haunted houses or do anything really spooky like that, but we were a part of it. And then as, as as I got older, it changed. And then... I, anyways, when I, were you 13? Like you said about when you were 13, what year was that? Well, let's see. I was born in 75. So 88. So around 88. Yeah. I'm just trying to think like, I don't know. That was kind of the slasher horror era. Yeah. 1978 Halloween came out the first one. Yeah. Well, I remember our church having these events where people would come in and do, uh, taking music and playing it backwards. <laughs> and they would talk about songs, how they had secret messages and all and stuff. And, yep. and I think that's when everything began to change for me. Yep. Like when hell's bells came out the <laughs> documentaries and all that stuff, yeah. music to die for, or what is it? Yeah. Another one bites the dust and you play it backwards and it says smoke marijuana. <laughs> Pretty, I just, I don't know. You it just play, sounds like too much work for I, someone, I'm con- actually. I'm convinced you could play Shot to the Lord backwards and you'll find something. <laughs> well, but anyways, it was during that yeah. time everything changed for my family. Yep. So Interesting. Cody, what about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I grew up in a stricter household for sure, but yeah, Halloween was just another holiday. You know, we, um, we really didn't emphasize, um, you know, hey, the paranormal or anything like that. Um, <laughs> But that just wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't something our family was, um, you know, concerned about, I guess. Uh, but we trick-or-treated, um, got some funny pictures just throughout the years of me and my three younger siblings. Um, some costumes my mom made herself and then others, you know, we go to Party City or there's a place in Evansville called the Knickknackery, which I was terrifying to walk through because, <laughs> you know, you have the scary costumes too. And it's like, oh, that's kind of frightening. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't like it was um, frowned upon. Um, I, don't, I don't know. It just – I've shared my, my background before, and it, it just wasn't uh, – we weren't a very spiritually conscious family, I guess. I say, we talked about this on the van ride back. Is there a – and now we, we, we pick on Cody for his Catholic background sometimes, but it was, was there a – is there a certain kind of – different view if you are a Catholic on Halloween as opposed to like evangelical Christianity in terms of how you look at the holiday? Not not in my experience. Um, I mean, it is a feast day in the Catholic Church. The 31st is All Souls Day. Right. Um, and then November 1st, so the, the very next day is All Saints Day. Um, and All Souls Day, you know, the Hispanic community is predominantly Catholic. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I wonder, I'm sure that's where Dia del Muerto, Day of the Dead, mm-hmm. originated from. You know, they're honoring their their past right. ancestors and whatnot. Right. Um, but my little taste of Catholicism, we it was never really a large celebration. It was just like a recognized thing. Like, yeah, this is, you know, I, I don't know all the history of it, but Halloween comes from right. All Hallows Eve, which right. somehow came from All Souls Day. And... Um, I guess the original intention was to be a holy day, mm-hmm. but of, of course we've kind of drifted away from that over the years. A little bit. Maybe Just we can make a movement. You said all feast day. Maybe we can say all wings day, all and we wings can have day. chicken Hall- wings. Like bring a movement. So Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> I kind of, I'm into that. <laughs> I like that. But all feast day. That's I'm into that. I'm into that for sure. Yeah. Uh, I didn't trick or treat until I had kids. Hmm. Yep. Never did it. 
so what we did uh, growing up in the church I grew up in, there was always an alternative. I think from the moment I was born, it already existed. My parents waited until I was old enough to take me. I think the first time I went when I was like three, mm-hmm. I, I remember. I distinctly remember three costumes I wore. Uh, first one I can distinctly remember was an army man because my mom put makeup all over my face to ter- mm-hmm. make me look like I had camo on. And then um, I remember the second year I went, I dressed up as a Dalmatian. <laughs> that was funny. And I'm sure there's pictures somewhere. Mom, I'm sure you have them somewhere. And then uh, the third year I was Zorro. I was a big Zorro fan growing up. I loved watching the, um, it was on the family channel at the time, but there was this really, there was this great series uh, that was done in the early nineties that was really well done for Zorro. So I really became a fan of that. Um, But then, uh, so we went to hallelujah night, which is exactly what pastor said. And so basically all the people in the church would set up these booths of, you know, the whole fishing pole, you get a goldfish on the end of it, or you ring toss or, or roll, roll the ball and knock all the pins down. And every time you did a game or played a game or, or there was a contest, of course, there's a contest for best costume. And, and, uh, they did relay races, sack races, Bob for apples, that kind of stuff. But all, all this stuff was, was designed to be like an arcade. You do this, you get a ticket, cash in your tickets, you get candy or get candy at the booth, whatever the person wanted to do. So when my aunt, who became our children's pastor, took it over, she turned it into light night. Light night. And so now there's glow sticks and there's there's the, the room is fully lit up. And the biggest thing she did, which was awesome, is she, she got a bunch of men to go get refrigerator boxes. And one of the rooms upstairs, which was the biggest classroom from one door all the way across to the other door of the classroom was a cardboard maze. Huh. And the kids got to work their way through it. That was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. I remember doing that as a little kid. So, yeah, so I, I just grew up in a in a countercultural mindset of they're doing their thing, we're doing our thing. I so. guess what's interesting, though, because we were raised so similar, yep. it's the same thing. You know what I'm trying to say? I mean, I know we're offering an alternative, but you still dressed up. You know what I mean? Yep. So I begin to think, that's why I was on my phone just a few minutes ago. You know, I know I wasn't raised in the assemblies of God. I know you wasn't raised either. You I wasn't, were. I wasn't. Oh, you wasn't? We were non-denominational. So I was trying to figure out what is the stance of the assembly of God. And of course, it's basically whatever you feel, you know, whatever right. your conviction is. Walk out your own salvation. Walk it out. Right. <laughs> yep. So I thought that was interesting. I think and maybe... Maybe because maybe you were raised more in it than yeah. I was. If that was just a stance from the assemblies, but and, and I think a lot of it is, and, and of course we'll get into it here in a little bit. But I think a lot of it is just simply what what is your personal view of darkness? Yeah, you know what what, and I think that's why we're talking about is it an obstacle or is it an opportunity? What what is your when you see evil in the world is your knee-jerk reaction to run from it mm-hmm. or to get in the middle of it and try to change it. Yeah, And so I think that's what, what a lot of people, a lot of churches have, have to make a decision on when <clears throat> this stuff is going to happen regardless. But I don't think it's just Halloween. And I think that's the biggest thing I want to tackle today. We're going to get into the history of the holiday here in just a second. But the thing I really want us to wrap our minds around in this conversation, I really want to hear what you guys have to say, is when it comes to the things of this world that are just going to be. Mm-hmm. Is it one? Is it one of those things where you, as a Christian, how should we view it according to the Word of God? Yeah. How should we view these things? And as a church, are we doing a good job when it comes to those things? Are we doing a good job? And let's say let's let's put Halloween aside for a second. Are we good at doing a good job when it comes to the uh, commercialization of, of the Christmas holiday? Mm-hmm. Are we doing a good job when it comes to Easter being the Easter Bunny and not the resurrection? So basically, any are we doing a good job when it comes to the way people act on New Year's? It, we, are we doing a good job when it comes? Basically, fill in the blank. Anything you want to put in there that is a worldly view of something, right. does the church do a good job when it comes to getting in the middle of those things? So, Well, I don't know. I, I think yes and no. I think there's some things the church does well, and there's some things the church does not do well. Right. But I don't know what has happened when the church gets to the place to where we're afraid to get involved and be an influence in our communities, um, taking what's there and shining the light of Jesus through it. And I'm not just talking about Halloween, right? but I'm just talking about how, when, when did it become, we take a back seat and we just complain and gripe about it instead of saying, Hey, let's make a difference in this moment. But going back to the previous question is, I think it can be both depending on who the person is, a person that's coming out of maybe a lifestyle of the occult, right? Coming out of those situations, it could be an obstacle. Absolutely. But on the other side of it is, I think there has to be a balance of both. I don't, does that make sense? I know mm-hmm. it's probably trying to sound being very careful. But. Yeah, and, and I, I probably phrased it wrong. I, my, my biggest thing is just I, I really want us to to get to the point of are we 
when it comes because everything's going to be different. So when we talk about Halloween here in a minute, I want us to really think about, you know, assuming probably it's never going to go away. It's always going to be there. So then what should our mindset be when we enter July, August and we know it's right around the corner? Mm -hmm. You know, how do we start praying or or what should our strategy be? So, you know, Cody, what's coming to your mind when you hear these things? Yeah, I it's one of those things that you need to have balance. You don't want to fully just dive in head first and not know what you're handling, right. what you're getting involved in. Um, I know we'll talk about Halloween more in a minute, but like specifically for Halloween, you know, we hear it's such a dark day right. and, and that sort of thing. But Jesus said, we're the light of the world. Yeah. City on a hill cannot be hidden. Well, I got my flashlight out here. The room's lit, right? Mm-hmm. The flashlight's not doing much. Right. Right. It doesn't need it doesn't need to be on. It doesn't need to be lit. So what's the purpose of light? It is to illuminate what is dark. Right. So if if we are gonna pride ourselves on being the light of the world, but we're not lighting up what's dark, right, what are we doing? Right. That's and good. and so I, I I you know, maybe some people disagree and that's fine, but I think we we should be involved to some degree. Otherwise, you know, we're we're not reaching the lost. Um as far as other holidays and whatnot, you know, I, I think the, um, I think the church as a whole, capital C church, has gotten real comfortable with just, you know, what we're gonna stay in our safe space. We'll we'll have these safe alternatives, you know, and and we we're doing a trunk or treat, so it's not like these are bad things, right? But it's like, well, we'll just we'll provide an alternate way of celebrating this and then oh thank goodness november 1st is here glad that's over right and we're we're no longer we're not going to be concerned anymore about all right. these other people that are dealing and 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 bad things so uh i think there's always a, a greater level of participation the church can uh, be in great well it goes back to the idea of being grace and truth yeah. You know, we can love, but we also have to stand on what god says in his word yeah yeah and that's where the balance comes in According to this, this is history.com, Halloween celebrated on October 31st every year. The tradition originated with the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain, where people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts in the 8th century. So we're we're talking, we're going all the way back to the 700 AD era. Mm -hmm. Then Pope Gregory III designated November 1st, like Corey said, to honor all the saints, which became All Saints Day. Incorporated some of these same traditions of Samhain the evening before was known as All Hallows Eve, which we later shortened into Halloween. Uh, over time, Halloween evolved into a day of activities such as trick or treating, excuse me, um, and uh, carving jack o' lanterns and festival carvings and everything. Like I said, it, it was pronounced, uh, oh, excuse me, Sowin, not Samhain, Sowin, um, from the Celts 2,000 years ago. It marked the end of the summer and the harvest beginning and the beginning of the cold winter, which was also also associated in the Celtic world with human death. And so a lot of it centers around death. And so by by wearing costumes, you ward off ghosts that are coming mm-hmm. for you, basically, is what their belief system was. Um, and then uh, by AD 43, the Roman Empire had conquered the majority of the Celtic territory, so they took on a lot of the traditions that they saw and made, mixed it with their Roman gods. And mm-hmm. so they began to do, you know, little things like that. And then we talked about All Saints Day, but then I want to read right here what it says, Coming to America. The celebration of Halloween was extremely limited in colonial New England because of the rigid Protestant belief system. Halloween was much more common in Maryland and in the southern colonies. As the beliefs and customs of different European ethnic groups and the American Indians meshed, a distinctly American version of Halloween began to emerge. The first celebration included play parties, which were public events held to celebrate harvest. Neighbors would share stories of the dead, tell each other's fortunes, dance, and sing. Uh, in colonial Halloween, by the middle of the 19th century, autumn fall, autumn fall festivals were common, but Halloween was not celebrated everywhere yet in the country. In the second half of the 19th century, America was flooded with new immigrants. These new immigrants, especially the millions of the Irish fleeing the potato famine, began to help populate the celebration of Halloween across the country. Mm-hmm. And then it really wasn't until... So basically all these traditions existed in terms of the dead and... Um, the sacredness of the holiday, the fall, the fall, of course, the beginning of the fall, the, the temperatures are changing. It's getting colder. Dark. So, yeah, and all of those things beginning to happen. But I guess it really honestly wasn't until the mid-1900s, 1960s, 
that the horror movement began to really get big. And, of course, we know the the prominent franchise called Halloween with slasher Michael Myers. That first movie debuted in 1978. And it just I'm not, I'm not a horror movie watcher, but I'm just aware that the franchise apparently just ended uh, with the final movie, they think. And so it's just weird how... I, I thought this was startling. Honestly, the second highest grossing movie time in the year is October. Wow. Horror, horror movies are a monster box office draw that yeah. people love to go and, and get scared. <laughs> and people love to go and watch people get cut up. And people love to watch all these things happening right behind blockbusters of the summer. The action and the drama and all the big movies that come out in May, June, and July. That's the biggest grossing time. But then late September through early November, that that October dark season of, of horror movies, that's number two in our country. Not only that, Halloween is 25% of candy bought in America is bought for Halloween. Yeah. 25% of the candy bought in our year <laughs> is bought for this one holiday. Wow. wow. Untouched. Interesting. Right, 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 almost right behind Christmas, which is just slightly above that for stockings and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, it's the second biggest grossing holiday of the year commercially in our country. That's wow. how big Halloween is in America. So it does have a pretty good, or not, not a good, but a pretty bad origin when you begin to look at the research of the Celtics and yep. what they celebrated. They didn't, you know, I think that's why it's important that we take the gospel to the world, right? Right. And, I, and it sounds to me as you were reading through that, the church did try to come in and make a difference with it. So it's pretty inter- interesting. Yeah. Any reaction, Cody? Uh, not really. I mean, <laughs> a lot a lot of that was, was kind of familiar. Um, I, you know, you just hear these things, whether in movies, you know, all, all Hallow's Eve, you hear these yeah, terms. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then just growing up in school, like religion class, you know, you would learn the just the very vague history. Excuse me. <clears throat> so, but yeah, it's it's interesting. What So we talked about the, the horror era or the slasher horror movie era in like right. the 60s. Really, that's... Now you're seeing a lot of paranormal mm-hmm. and, and possession and More demonic. Spiritual. And I know like The Exorcist was, was 70s, 70s yeah. but now you have a lot of really uh, lengthy movie series that are just about possession. And so yeah. I do think there is a progression of, okay, this is, this is becoming darker. This is becoming more um, mm-hmm. satanic, if you will. That's kind of a buzzword for Halloween, but... <clears throat> yeah, so like I said, I think that's where the balance comes in. You don't want to just dive in head first because right. if you really are dealing with something demonic, you you need to be prepared or understand what you're about to get. Your, right, because it's real. It's, it's real. It's real. <laughs> yeah. And if you've experienced even just a minor piece of that, you're like, okay. like, <laughs> Well, it's fascinating you say this: the paranormal and the supernatural – most of the movies that are coming out say tr- based on true events. Right. So it's like, it's big stuff, man. Yeah. That, that's that's the thing that, that always has amazed me. They're going and looking for it. Yes. It's it's like, okay, if, if this is a true place of demonic activity and place where someone was murdered or place where, you know, where the, where these incantations were done or where, or where this witch hunt was or this witchcraft uh, was done, I want to buy this house because there could be a ghost in it. Yeah. People do that. Yeah. People people are looking for a, for a paranormal out-of-body experience and what we know as followers of Christ we know what they're really looking for they're looking for a the real they're looking for a spirit a spiritual connection with their creator they're looking in the wrong places right. and it's funny how you know the, this brings up the question you know how can a can a christian open themselves up to demonic activity can a christian you know if can a christian um play around with these things can when we were growing up can you have an Ouija board in your house can you have a can you have um you know can you play Dungeons and Dragons you know everything for our friends were doing that we thought oh that's of the devil and I'll never forget Dr. Mark Rundland said this at Southeastern they asked him do you believe a Christian can be demon possessed Mark Rundland looked at them dead in the eye and said I believe a Christian can have whatever they want Mm. I'll never forget that a Christian can be oppressed absolutely we can invite the torments and all those kind of things in our lives, you know? And so we got to be very careful. My dad was always, always would tell people do not go seeking it because you will find it. You will find it because the devil wants to be found. He wants to be 
uh, worships like God, you know, and so he's going to be willing. All right, I'll show you, you know. So I would just encourage anybody watching this, listening, do not open yourself up to it. Don't go looking for it. Be very careful. It's very easy to open the door. It's very very hard to shut it. Very hard to shut it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Once those, once that strong man comes in, it's hard to get him out. Yes, absolutely. 100%. So that, that's kind of the, that's kind of, that's kind of the introduction on, on it. Like growing up, when you when you start hearing stories like this, then I started I started diving a little bit into where do these weird legends come from? Like, why are we afraid of black cats? You yeah. know, why do you don't want to, you don't want to break a mirror on Halloween and everything? <laughs> this the fun the one that's always intrigued me is why is it bad to walk under a ladder? Yeah, for for common sense reasons, of course. If this if this thing shifts and falls and you're under it, that's not good. <laughs> but funny enough, it said the ancient Egyptians treated triangles as sacred. Huh. Isn't that funny? The Trinity. The triangle is wow. sacred, so so they they thought it was it was improper or bad luck or even um, borderline blasphemous to interfere with a triangle, huh. and, and their ladders were leaning against a wall, which formed a triangle. So you don't walk. So through you it. don't walk through a triangle. So that's where that came from in terms of the Egyptian culture, huh. but but then later on, yeah, but even a standing ladder like we have today. It on top of a ground forms a triangle, so they so they believed you don't interfere with it because it's sacred. Well, it's fascinating because so, that's how they would bury their pharaohs, you know, in pyramids. In pyramids. Exactly. So yeah. maybe they thought death was that. Yeah, they know? thought they thought a, they thought a triangle was the sacred shape, <laughs> which was really funny. What about the spilled salt? That one I can't get a grip on. I want to go look more into that. I do know that they said that the reason black cats you don't mess with a black cat is that back then they believed witches to avoid being caught would turn them into black cats. Huh. And so if you hurt or come across a black cat, it would it could potentially put a spell on you because it's really a witch. Yeah. So that's well, where that came from. You, you think about all this, then you start thinking of Christmas. I know a lot of followers, Christians, will not celebrate Christmas because putting trees in your house is considered a bad symbol. Right. You know, just a lot of things, even with Christmas, that you start looking at the origins that you'd be like, hmm. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but I think we got to get to the place. We can't be afraid of right. these things. Uh, you know, as, as, as a pastor, I'm not going looking for, uh, this kind of spiritual stuff. I'm not going to see scary movies and mm-hmm. I'm not going to dress up as a scary thing, you know, but on the other side of it is I'm not going to be afraid to be involved in it too, because that's what's happening in our community. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's, let's tear these two words apart. Obstacle, opportunity. So in terms of obstacle, we've all talked about growing up how in some ways it was an obstacle to our faith and how it could be a potential obstacle to other people's faith. But let me ask you guys this question. Looking at it from not just the um, Christian perspective, but why do you think that so many people that participate in Halloween, let me make sure I phrase this correctly, why do you feel that for some reason it's almost like Halloween is such a polar thing for people? Like it's really you either go completely into it mm-hmm. or you almost barely touch it or avoid it. But like it I, I, I hate to say this. One of the biggest obstacles to me for Halloween personally is the people that celebrate it really celebrate it that yeah. like like they, they, they you, you most houses either go all out or they barely do anything you know yeah. what i mean and there's some people i mean I'm, there's a news report this this person got the police called on them because their house looked like a crime scene it, it, it was it was, it was they, like they like showed up and there was like there was like you know fake limbs on the ground and blood all splattered all over the doors and the windows <laughs> and and like literally it disturbed the neighbors so bad that the, the neighbors called the police and said please just make sure this is only decorations because we don't even want to go near their house it must have been you know, clark griswold's house yeah <laughs> yeah oh my goodness gracious yeah so I, so I think one of the biggest obstacles for me is just because i am so aware i i've felt demonic activity I, i've been in places where i know there's a demon near me and I've got to pray right now. And I've seen demonic, but not demonic possession in a person. I've seen a demon cast out of someone. So I I know, I know the darkness is real. So one of the biggest obstacles I would say is just as followers of Christ, the Holy spirit in us becomes very uneasy and very, don't go there. Don't, don't partake in that. And so, you know, from y'all's experience, is it difficult when you know there's darkness to 
even go into it trying to be a light or is it truly just this is this is like a no fly zone there's like this is it's almost i hate to say it it's almost like we need these 24 hours to pass because if we get in the middle of it there's no telling what we could encounter in the midst of it oh man it's a very yet you know you yeah. feel like you almost got to be careful with your words yeah that's what now you know why it took me so long to get around to it because yeah. i want to say it correctly i i always boil it down to what would what did Jesus do? So if we're talking about people who are over the top celebrating and it's borderline demonic or it seems like it's demonic, I mean, did Jesus tuck tail and run the opposite way? If he knew something was demonic, now I'm not saying he's having dinner, right, with the demonic. He didn't go possessed. looking for it. Yeah, He didn't go looking for it, but when he came across it, he wasn't afraid to address it. He wasn't right. afraid to speak life and speak truth into that situation. And so, again, the word balance, I feel like that's where, you know, if, if a church is going to participate in, in the way of a trunk or treat or a fall festival to where it's going to have, as you said, similar things, right? Kids are still going to show up dressed up and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. We have to be that influence of, of good, of, of light. Um, yeah, I, it is strange when people like go over the top celebrating it and they're walking around like acting like they're slitting their throats and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why part of it was I was just a, a scared kid, but I I wanted no part of haunted houses. Right. You know, again, I'm not trying to step on toes, but that is, to me, that's a direct celebration yes. of fear. And and we the Bible says fear is not of God, right? That, right. that, that is God never, has a given us a spirit of fear. Right. Yeah. And so when we are celebrating it and we're getting thrills out of introducing fear into people's lives or we, we get a thrill out of being overwhelmed with fear, to me that's where the, the red flags start to pop up. And, um, you know, that's I, I don't think Jesus would go in a haunted house. I think he'd, I think he'd talk to people he'd, that are interested in it. He would go in and turn the light on. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't have to turn a light on. He would just like, he would just glow. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. So no, I, he, I don't know if that made sense. Well, but No, it made great sense. Pastor. I think a lot of people like it because we all wear masks every day. You know, on this particular time, we live in a fantasy world. People don't want to be who they are. They want to be someone else. So I think that's the draw. I, I can be this imagination character, this imaginative character. I don't have to be me. I can be whatever I want. I think that's the draw to it. The other side of it is I think we're always covering up who we really are. We don't want to show who we really are. And I think that's what the big draw to this is. And it, and for some people, it's just fun. I'm gonna, I'm, maybe yeah. they're in a hard place in their life, and now I just for a moment of time, I can set this aside and dress up and be this character, whatever it may be. But on the other side of it is I agree with you guys. I think there are some that go to really far extremes. But on the other side of it is we, we can't be afraid to be involved. We are in a real war and it's a spiritual war between light and darkness. And we don't go and experiment in these things, but we do stand up and say, hey, we're a follower of Christ. We're not afraid to be a part of what's going on. You know, it's it's real it's really hard. It's really hard because, you know, you gotta live what the word of God says. But Jesus was everywhere in his community. He was yeah. talking to I mean, I, I think of the woman at the well, right? First of all, he should not have been in Samaria. Second of all, he shouldn't have been talking to the woman. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. And it was at that moment that Jesus showed her who he was and it brought revival to this region, you know. But I th- I just think the draw is is everybody likes to dress up. Yeah. We like to wear a mask, you know. Well, and you use the word fun. I'm glad you said that because that was a point I was going to share and I forgot. So, David, I might disagree just a little bit. Go ahead. Unless I misunderstood, I don't I don't know if it's only they're fully in or they don't want out. I think there are people who really enjoy it because it's core memories, it's nostalgic. Like I to be honest and I'll, I'll lay my credentials on the table if I got to leave, but I I find the season fun. Yeah. I, I like the kids' movies. I like seeing kids dressed up mm-hmm. in cute costumes, like a like yeah. a giant M M&M, and M, right? Yeah. But so I, I I do think there are people that celebrate it just because you know what I had great memories with my family. Um, I you know back when life was simpler and it was just a fun thing I looked forward to. But I obviously like I shared earlier, I do agree people take it to uh, sure. another level. But I, I think a lot of people, too, like you said, Pastor Jason, it, it's just a fun season where they get away. They don't have to be themselves. Yeah. Um, 
they're free to not be themselves. You know, it's no longer a, oh, I got to hide my true self. It's if I want to, you know, dress up as a Power Ranger, no one's going to make fun of me, you know. Right. Um, well, somebody might, depending on what color you pick. <laughs> if you're 25 and you're yeah, dressed up as a Power yeah, Ranger. Yeah, true. So I, I don't know. I just wanted to. But on the other side of it is there are lots of things that happen. I mean, there are occult practices. There's yeah. sacrifices that take place. And it's pretty bad. But, you know, for example, in my household, I was not raised in that. So you guys are talking about some of these origins of the ladder and the cat. And I know bobbing for apples is one of those. Growing up, I never went and tried to research what did this mean. For me, it was, hey, yeah. we're going to go hang out at this hallelujah party and we're going to have fun. We're going to do all these things. Yeah. And, and I think that's where it comes down to is when Christ is in your life. Listen, we can celebrate whatever it needs to be, you know. I, I don't know. I think sometimes we just take things to extreme. But on the other side of it is we have to be careful as well. So, man, there's just such a fine line here when you talk about this holiday and what it means. <laughs> yeah, well, and just to clarify, I, I, I'm 100% on Cody's side with this. What Everything he said, I 100% agree with. What I mean by going all in or not doing it at all is the darkness. Yes. Oh, I see. That Yeah, th- there are people, like Pastor said, they love playing with darkness. Yes. And, yeah. and, and, and they have that. They, they thrive. I, I, I remember hearing... Um, uh, a podcast talking about this. His favorite genre is horror movies, mm. and I was t- I was listening to why because because it's my least favorite. I don't I don't I I've probably seen horror movies in my lifetime. I've probably seen less than three, honestly, and two of them I didn't know were gonna be until like halfway through the movie, <laughs> you know. So that, that's just my perspective on it. But he said it's the ultimate adrenaline rush because you're scared, you're on edge. Your your heart your heart's pumping your mm-hmm. and 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 you don't know what's going to happen next and of course horror movies are all about the you know the quick things behind yeah. the corners and all of a sudden something falls in front of you and all that and and sitting there watching that you're on you're you're riding the ride it's, yeah. it's, and so if you're an adrenaline junkie if you love roller coasters like I do then you would think well David if you love the adrenaline if you love the push and the feeling of your stomach and your throat and being on edge the whole time then you know what you might like horror movies but so for me it's. It's 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 I get that, but what I meant by the the going all in and where I completely agree with you guys, the obstacle for me is just growing up, the people that looked for evil and wanted to experiment with it and didn't have a true holy fear of that not only am I opening a window to my soul with this stuff. But also, if I claim to serve a holy God, I know this doesn't make him happy. And so there's a there's a lot of, of, of growing up. That's kind of where my parents ingrained that in me. David, the reason we don't trick-or-treat is not because we don't want you to have candy. And the reason we don't trick-or-treat is not because we don't want you to see your neighbors. The reason we don't trick-or-treat is because... By partaking in this, we're saying it's okay to do above this as well. Mm, right. Good and point. So, and so it, it was very, and so that's where I've really had to sit down with Jessica and said, okay, if we take our kids trick or treating, we're going to go to places we know. When it gets dark, we're not going to go. We're not going to stay out. We're going to make sure that everything's supervised. We're, we put these guards in place where let's partake of the fun of it, but make sure we're teaching our kids there are people in this world that go way too far and do way too much that yes. will that will that will that will use this as an opportunity to vandalize, well, to kidnap, to 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 abuse animals like everything pastor said with 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 sacrifices and getting into the occult and and everything and so that that and so my whole thing of of taking it too far was just trying to find that obstacle for me as a follower of Christ of as a pastor even more than that as a father, as a husband, but now also as a pastor where people in your church are looking to you going, what's your take on this? Then at that point, whatever we put our hand on and go, this is okay. Then as the old saying goes, what we do in moderation, they're going to do in excess. Yes. And so we have to make sure we, we provide a stance on this is the part that is harmless. This is the part that is fun. It's when you let it, and this is with anything. We, 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 we could put anything in this category. It's fun to uh, put up a Christmas tree. Just don't, Bow to it. Don't bow to it. Exactly. Anything can become evil. That's that's the nature of the human culture. We can turn anything and pervert anything and make anything wrong. I guess the question to me is, when did everything become scary? You know, you look back, and I know it was within the church age where we started making the devil with a horn and pitchfork and uh, that long, scary tale. 
You know what I'm saying? Yep. And so when I read in Isaiah 14, verse 16, the Bible talks about in those last days, everyone is going to stare and, and ask, can this be the one who shook the earth and made the kingdoms of the world tremble? This guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the thing is, we have made the devil this scary monster. And I don't truly believe he's a scary monster. No. He's an angel. I mean, he was a cherubim. He uh, he was right there with God in the beginning. He was. He knows what the holiness is. He was Bible beautiful. calls him the most beautiful angel ever yes. created. Yes. And so what his job is, is to twist things and to lie and to make things. But the question is, is when did everything become so dark and evil and uh, murder? And you guys were talking about blood and all this kind of stuff. It's fascinating to think of that. I don't have the answer, but it's just amazing how this has twisted so much into where we're at today, you know, and it is, you know, a lot of people celebrate death, but here again, we are celebrating Jesus, who's the resurrection and life. Right. He brought life. And when we have our trunk or treat, it's not that we're celebrating the holiday. No. It's we're just trying to be part of the community, being a place where people can come to and feel. Our, my prayer is feel Christ. Yes. Um, yes, we're going to give candy out, but also we're going to make sure we love them and give them the gospel just through our life and through our witness. You yeah. know, so anyway, I <laughs> just sit here thinking about all you guys are saying. You know. This is so funny. You know where where I got my image of of the of the devil. Oh, this is a fun conversation. Yeah, Pee Wee Herman. Really? <laughs> I'm not kidding. To this day, I've always had like a photographic like mm-hmm. I, I think of images when I hear words. the The guy that steals Pee Wee Herman's bike, and then Pee Wee uh, thinks of him later on, and he's he's dressed as the devil. Oh, and he's holding that's his bike. funny. That is. <laughs> That is the image that comes to my mind. <laughs> I don't know. That was just funny, but no, it's funny. It is you're right. It is interesting because the 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 devil is a very smooth talking guy. I mean, he yeah. he coerced Adam and Eve. His greatest weapon is this. Yeah. That's all he has. Adam and Eve were in paradise and the devil talked them out of Of course he dressed up of, as a snake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he dressed up as a, Halloween, as a serpent. A serpent, yeah. And then God turned him turned into, into a, a snake. snake. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Man. This is a tough one. I, I think what it comes down to is whatever your conviction is. Right. Whatever you feel you need to do, you need to do for your family. Yes. You know, um, if if you're out there and you celebrate, if you celebrate it and you do the things, I'm not going to condemn you. You know, right. if you don't, I'm not going to condemn you. But I think there has to be balance in everything that we do. One hundred percent. And I I love I love the expression. The Bible is your coffee filter. Whatever doesn't come out of it. Don't drink it. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think a lot of what I agree with, I agree with you guys completely. My first imagery of the devil is, of course, the cartoons where you have Porky Pig with little horns and a pitchfork <laughs> and all of that. But honestly, the moment where I'm like, I'll never forget this message. Uh, we heard an evangelist come to our church who the devil appeared in his bedroom. Wow. The devil. He knew, well, shout out a doubt, I'm talking to Lucifer right now. And he said, I fully expected something else. It was a male. And again, of course, the devil can take on any shape he wants to. Sure. Um, if you watch the movie Bedazzle, he took on a beautiful woman. But uh, <laughs> just what? It, but it, any? But it showed up as a very handsome, very properly dressed male. He said the reason I knew this was the devil was those eyes. He hmm. said he said I've never seen hatred, or and 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 perversion and a true sense of, I want to destroy you yeah. more than those eyes. He said it was no, and of course he immediately rebuked him, pleaded the blood of Jesus. Satan left him immediately because you submit to God, resist the devil. He's going to yeah. flee from you. So, but I'll, I'll just never forget the description of that as, but at the same time, the fact of, it was funny. Have you ever, have you guys ever heard the story of, um, of, uh, oh gosh, who was it? Was it Smith Wigglesworth? I think it, uh, yeah, it was Smith Wigglesworth. Um, he, he awoken one night mm-hmm. And he, he came down the stairs, and the devil was sitting in his recliner. And he said, oh, it's just you. I thought I was getting broken into. <laughs> and he went back to <laughs> and bed. he went back to sleep. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty amazing. But, but so, so to say all that, to say this, we shouldn't be afraid of him. Right. He has no power. He, he's not going to win. It, 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 none, of his, none of his demonic forces, greater is he that's in us than he that's in this world. We, we know that. So we're not talking about an obstacle to us as a part of, you know, oh, my gosh, it's Halloween. I hope I'm saved. No, no we're, not, we're not feeling that at all. We're talking about just as, as in terms of being who God's called us to be, is Halloween too big of an obstacle to overcome? And we've all said right now we don't believe it is. We believe that. You have to walk out your salvation. You have to ask God, Lord, 
you know, when it comes to this, if this doesn't make you, if this doesn't please you, then Holy Spirit, make me uneasy. Let me know this isn't right. Let me know I don't need to be doing this. And God's going to deal with every person differently where they are in their faith and, and what they're working through. But now let's flip it and bring this plane in for a landing opportunity. Halloween presents a very unique opportunity. I remember the video, we've played it in our churches several times, that Halloween is the one holiday a year that still people still feel comfortable letting their kids walk around the neighborhood. Back in the day, you know, it wasn't nothing to leave the house in the morning, go out and get on your bike, and you, I'll see you at, I'll see you at dusk, everybody. Yep. Now, you got to track your kids. you got to call them to every hour. You, I mean, it is, but for some reason, when it comes to Halloween, the nostalgia or the habit or whatever, we'll take our kids, we'll walk the streets with them, we'll, you know, we'll let them go to people's houses they've never met before, they've never talked before, but they're sitting on their porch and they're giving candy away, houses that look strange, houses that look haunted, whatever, but hey, we'll, we'll take our kids' hands, we'll walk up, trick or treat, all of that. <laughs> it's the one holiday a year where this open to community and open to, you know, um, to doing all of that. So treating it as the holiday that it is, we're doing a trunk or treat. But Pastor, let me start with you. When when Halloween comes around as a pastor sensing this holiday, what everybody's going to be doing, yes, there's darkness in it, but in the midst of that darkness, it's an opportunity for the church to be the light. Yes, we get to meet the people of our community. Who are you? You know, hey, what's your name? Um, and then all of a sudden when you meet them, because they're like you just said a few minutes ago, they're coming to your house freely. I mean, you can give out Gideon Bibles, you can give out tracts, but the point is you're meeting your neighbors, you're getting to talk to them, you're introducing yourself. I think one last thing I want to say about the obstacle okay. is I think as churches, we've got to be careful because this can divide the churches as it will. Yes. There are some churches that are doing things, there are some churches that do not, but this is not a time that we become divided and fight no. each other. But on the other side of the opportunity, the obstacle, people's coming to our property, they're meeting us, they see that we're normal people, uh, we're having fun, um, we get to talk to their kids, meet their kids, <clears throat> and they begin to realize we're human beings. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the opportunity I mean, it just goes full circle what you said. We're meeting people and everybody's just open to talk and everybody's just in that celebratory attitude that, hey, let's, who are you? What's your name? Where do you work? What do you do? It just gives you that opportunity to connect with the people of your community. Well, real quick, Cody, before you go, the, th the key word, and I think you're going to want to harp on it too, the key word you said is let people see we're normal, normal. people. <laughs> that, that's one of the biggest hindrances that I have with Christians is we are normal nine to five Monday through Friday, and then for some reason when we get around each other, we turn into something we're not. Yeah, we we play the get we play the church game, but I don't want anybody to know that I had a bad day. I don't want anybody to know that my <laughs> wife and I fought on the way to church. I don't want anybody to know that my kids are, were were terrible this week. I don't want anybody to know that my job's going bad. And it's like we get around each other, and no, we're fine. Uh, we're fine. Yeah, I prayed three hours every day, and 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 and, right. and, and I read the whole Bible in in, in two hours because I'm I'm that holy. And 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 my wife and I we never fight. My kids. <laughs> absolute angels and this, that. No, I, I want people to, and that's why, that's one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast is I want people to hear us and go, they're pastors. They're just normal. You're fighting with your yeah. wife and you pull into the church and open the door. How you doing? Oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> this is the day the Lord has made and your wife's looking at you like you're an idiot. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you what, and Cody, I'll, Cody, I want you to go. I'll tell, I'll tell, I'll tell you what, that grates on me so bad when, when Christians do that, because we're supposed to be relatable. You think Jesus walked around acting like he was somebody he wasn't? Well, they woke him up out of his sleep. And they said, what are you people doing? Don't you know? Yeah. Where's your faith? Where's your faith? Are you, you knuckleheads? What's wrong with you? What's I don't know about you guys, but I've never argued with my wife on the way to church. Oh. Never once. Liar, liar, pants are on fire. <laughs> so we're talking about, you know. Well, you don't because you drive separate. <laughs> oh, true. I'm just kidding. Same here. Sorry, well, no, he's here. not kidding. Well, he's I, not I kidding. did hear a little earlier. Me, so. I do same thing. I do too, yeah. Um, so I would, I hope this doesn't come across controversial, but I would really challenge people who disagree with it being an opportunity and roll their eyes at, oh, okay, they come to my, they come to my house on Halloween, yada, yada. You know, it's still a satanic holiday. I would strongly advise you then, you better pick up your game the other 364 days of the 100%, year. 100%, brother. If you're not, if you're, if you're against them coming to your house on October 31st, the other, all the other days of the year, you better be willing to go to their house. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Wow. I mean, it, it's, it's an opportunity served on a platter. Yes. And you stick your nose up to it and say, yeah, right. I'm not participating in this. And then, but you're still not reaching out and establishing those relationships throughout the year. 
I, then, dare I say, lazy, spiritually mm. lazy. Uh, I don't know. But again, if if you're truly convicted by the Holy Spirit, hey, I, I don't need to partake in this. Okay, fine. But like I said, evangelize throughout the year. Then, yeah, exactly. like, if you're not going right. to take advantage of that, fine. Do you? But I don't know. There better be fruit. There better be fruit at some point. But the other side of it too is you're offering a safe place. You know, we know there's a lot of people that do crazy things and put stuff in their candy, kids' candies and those kind of things. My prayer is when they walk on your property or when they come to our church property, they feel something different. Amen. You know, it's not this feeling of I'm scared. It's this feeling of, man, what is this sense I'm feeling? The Holy Spirit is here. I feel peace here. I feel I feel love here. I feel um, there's no fear or worry here. Yes. And my prayer for you is, you know, you're praying over your property. You're asking God as people come on your property that they experience something that's a little bit different. And the hospitality that comes out of you just to love people and care for them, I pray that they would sense that, you yeah. know. As the church, the worst thing we can do is turn our head, hide in the sand, and pretend right. the world doesn't exist. Agreed. Because because we are here to be a light. The light, if the light is not lit, it's not dispelling darkness. We're right. here to be a light. So, when people come to you, not on Halloween, they're going to come. But when they come to you in your cubicle, if anybody engages with you in a conversation. You don't think God's allowing that to be an opportunity for you to help them sure, or allowing you to encourage them. Even if all you do is smile, <laughs> that smile can change someone's life. Someone cares today. Yeah. Someone someone took that, took a moment and smiled at me today. You have no idea what, what that may be. There are people that have prayed for much less than that. There are people that have prayed, Lord, this, this, this life ain't worth living. No one even cares. You smile, God whispers to them, I do care. Yeah. I mean, this is extreme apples and oranges here. Yeah. <laughs> but on the day of Pentecost... So we're Pentecostals. We're assemblies of God. So mm-hmm. this should pertain to us more than anybody, right? Yep. On the day of Pentecost, they didn't stay up in the upper room. Mm-hmm. They eventually went out and interacted with the non-believers, with right. the Gentiles, with the ones that were mocking them, mocking the Holy Spirit. I mean, in a sense, right? That's that's what this is. It's exactly. eventually we have to go out. Uh, we're instilled with that power, mm-hmm. right? If we believe that, if we're who we believe we are, right? Uh, it's doing no good staying cooped up in our house or, right. or staying staying within the four walls of the church. So I get it. We want to remain holy, but the the goal, the, obje- the objective is to share this power with others. And so, again, I know that's apples and oranges, but we, at some point we got to go out. How do people know you're holy if they don't ever see you? Right. <laughs> Dr. Jeff Myers wrote a book called Truth Changes Everything, and I've started reading it. And so what he talks about how Truth comes through Jesus, right? Amen. And so when you start looking at the history of the church and you see how the gospel has changed the world, he I'm just going to look at the contents here. For example, he talks about how truth does matter. So truth can be known, and we know it through Christ, but when truth comes into it, it's all of a sudden we begin to value human life. When truth comes into it, all of a sudden we care for each other differently. When truth comes into it, we learn and grow. When truth comes into it, all of a sudden it changes how we look at sciences and everything else, the arts, politics, the pursuit of justice. Um, when Jesus followers changed and brought truth in, it, it changed how we work, how we treat others. We just value it. Jesus changes everything. And you look back through history, wherever the gospel went, wherever the gospel tribe nation, tongue, whoever it was, it changed that that environment, that culture, that value. Right. And it turned people to loving each other the way they're supposed to, respecting the opposite of genders. It's just amazing when you look back, and that's our promise today. We have the Holy Spirit that empowers us to bring the truth of the gospel into the area that brings change. And that's an opportunity to show our neighbors, hey, we love you, we care for you, let's get to know each other. Most yeah, one of one of the things, and this last thing I'm going to say, no, it's okay. the greatest thing my pastor always we used to say is this: the greatest missions trip that you can take is just across the street. Yeah, the greatest mission trip, just to know. There's a lot of people don't even know their neighbors. They wave yeah. and hey, how you doing? But they do not know their neighbors. And I believe that God strategically placed us in those areas so that we can be an influence for Christ in whatever area that we're into. Yeah. So. Yeah. I 100% agree. I, I, there, there's so many, there's so many things. This again, every podcast we do could be a whole, whole <laughs> season of podcasts. Yeah. But, but yeah, just for those of you watching, just take take this holiday season as an opportunity to 
to impact someone. You know, even if it's even if it's as simple as when you hand out that candy, just say, "I hope y'all have a safe night." Jesus loves you. Yeah. And 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 if there's any, if there's anything that you ever need, come back to this door. Don't just come on Halloween. Yeah. You know, whatever whatever that means, whatever it looks like, just use use any moment of any day as an opportunity. Because Pastor, you're so right. We we get we get into the habit especially in today's culture with being so fast-paced and good grief from your phone to the internet to mm-hmm. the way we do our jobs now to to the way we interact with with where school with schools are doing schools keep our kids busy at school then they're busy after school then they're busy doing homework at home it's like we never have time to build community anymore yeah. and which is a strategy of the enemy to isolate us and make with make us feel like we're alone and no one understands and no one cares and if we feel that as Christians how much more do the lost feel that yeah. and so if that's the case we need to use every advantage that we can to let them know hey you're not alone don't get lost in the darkness. Don't 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 embrace the the these things that you think are going to fulfill you and satisfy you. When in fact, all it's going to lead you to is more death. Yeah. You know, come come and come and meet this Jesus that I've met. Let let mm-hmm. me let me show you how he can radically change your life the way he changed my life. And let me show you a community of people that will embrace you and love you just as who just for who you are. And every day introduce you more and more to Jesus and let you get closer to him and let him change your life day by day. We it cannot be so. It cannot be so labeled anymore. It cannot be so, this is the way it has to be. It has to be just the way... I'm so glad Jesus didn't use a, a uh, curve system when it came to me and my faith. I'm glad he dealt with me one-on-one, case-by-case basis. This is where you are. This is where you come from. This is the vices you have, the things you're dealing with. Here's how I'm going to help you and save you, and here's how I'm going to bring you closer day by day. We can't blanket it and go, Halloween is this, or Halloween is that, or the lost are this, or the lost are that. Every individual soul matters to God. Well, don't even call it Halloween. If you don't dress up, that's okay. That's Just fine. open your door and give candy away. I like what you always say, have little uh, neighborhood block parties where if you want to make hot dogs, hey, come to the backyard, have a little fire going on. Wings. For people to come and just Halloween. hang out. Yeah, let's do some wings. I think the important thing is, is just to get to know people. Who yeah. are you? Where do you live? And what's your name? Be a part of your community. So, yeah. Absolutely. Good stuff. Any final thoughts on this? No. I think I've played it safe and well. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, politically correct. No. No. I think... I, I just I just think we're we're excited about the opportunity again. There's gonna be people on our property that that don't go to church. Yeah. There's gonna be people that come in here that their kids come and they don't. There's gonna be people that come here that extended family are gonna come check this out. And it's just such a cool opportunity not to fill our pews. Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity to 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 impact someone's life and where they yeah. walk away going, hey, you know these if these are Christians, they're not bad people. They're normal and they just. They feel it seems like they have something I don't have, and I wonder what that is. Yeah. That's that's the that's the goal right there. Just a little bit closer to Jesus. And as pastors, so. we know we know that this is a dark time. We know that we are facing against spiritual darkness, and Satan is real. It it is, and you not know, just on Halloween. Not just on oh. Halloween. It is Oof. scary for a lot of people. But on the other side of it is, we are the children of God. We are sons and daughters of Christ. Amen. And we have the power of God on our side. And we are seeing this as an opportunity just to connect with people. So yep. anyway, <laughs> yep. I am very, very excited about Monday night. I'm looking forward to what everything yeah. God's going to do. I'm praying for divine opportunities for all three of us to engage with people that Absolutely. hopefully by the end of it, either we lead them to Christ or they come back later and go, Hey, this Jesus, I know you have that. I don't have. Can I, can we talk about him? Yeah. Yes, we can. Absolutely. We can. And we pray for everybody that watches this. That's follower of Christ. Whether you celebrate Halloween or you don't celebrate Jesus and spread his good love. Remember the last thing you said before you went to heaven was go make disciples. So lead someone to Christ and then don't leave them alone. Disciple them. Teach them how to pray. Teach them how to read. Teach them how to find and have a relationship with Jesus the same way someone taught you. So let's take advantage of this season and treat it as an opportunity. And put M&Ms in your popcorn. Absolutely. You ever done that? Yes. No. It's good. Oh, it's good. Try it. Kind of thing. My wife introduced me to that. Get that theater popcorn and she'll dump the M&Ms in. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Popcorn trail mix. Pretty much. (laughs) So like I said, we got Halloween coming up. And then after that, Pastor, we're entering into the Thanksgiving series. Why don't you go ahead and promote the the Mag Family Thanksgiving we're going to be having. Yeah. I believe it's November 16th. We're going to be introducing back our Madison Assembly Thanksgiving where we provide the turkey and everybody brings a side or a dessert. And it's just a fun time just to fellowship. We play little games and have a good time. But it's, I'm excited. I mean, our president said the COVID's over. So <laughs> we're going to move forward, and uh, we're just going to enjoy 
the season. And then after that, I'm excited. Christmas is here, guys. I can't I wait. I look forward to it. I can't wait. Yeah, we're going to be doing Christmas at the movies again this year. So there's two specific things we want you to be aware yeah. of, and that is that every single Sunday is going to be a theme that's starting the Sunday after Thanksgiving. So don't miss out on any of it. We're doing five of these. We're building all the way to Christmas Day, which is on a Sunday this year. Every single Sunday from November 27th through the end of December is going to be a special theme and a special opportunity to bring someone to church and enjoy and fellowship in the Christmas season. And we're really, really excited about that. We're going to bring back our Christmas movie night on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. as well as our uh, Christmas ministries parties for yeah. adults, kids, and youth. And so, and, and then on Christmas Day, we're going to have a one-hour service. So I yeah. appreciate these guys' flexibility. Absolutely. But it's going to be an hour service. It's going to be a time where you can bring your family before you open gifts yep. or whatever. We'll get you out on time. Yeah. But it's just going to be an, a wonderful Sunday that we can celebrate the birth of our Savior. It's going to be great. Yeah. So, Cody, I want to say with you, when it comes to Thanksgiving, Christmas season, do the youth have stuff coming up that you're planning that you don't want them to miss out on? Yeah, last year we had a, we called it Thrives Giving, but this year we'll be participating with the Mag Family Thanksgiving. Um, so that's a fun time. The, the uh, Wednesday before that, I'm trying to think. No, I'm sorry, the weekend after. I don't know. My t- my calendar's all mixed <laughs> up in my head, but we got a youth convention right around, the, right around then. So right. it'll be a busy November, but... Uh, good stuff, fun stuff. Um, Thrive Christmas parties coming too. Thrive Christmas party, yeah, that's the same date as as all the other right. quote unquote departments. Uh, and then we're looking forward to that Christmas movie. And uh, mm-hmm. December is just a, it's as hectic as it is. It's nice to just kind of be able to kick back and just relax and have fun with each other and Agreed. celebrate the season. And yeah, yeah. Uh, we're looking forward to it. We're we're uh, I, I'm noticing within the youth just talking about like. Um, having fun and stuff like they're really becoming a, a family unit. Yes. It's more than just people the same age hanging out. And so right. I'm really looking forward to seeing that growth continue um, this holiday season. 100%. Yeah. We love, we love our people. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. Like, comment, subscribe, click the bell, leave us a five-star rating on the podcast platforms, whatever one you listen to, leave us a comment, send us your questions. You can email us at madisonassemblypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're going to be tackling some really cool topics building in, in into the Christmas season, as well as some really good interviews that are going to be coming. So I'm excited to let you guys interact with them. But boys, another great episode. Yep. And uh, be safe this Halloween. Enjoy it. Be a light everywhere you go. Thank you guys so much. We'll talk to you next time. See you. Bye.